1: Let's hear it for Dating Single Parents and Blending Families, two things I'm intimately familiar with. i like a nice one. I have a lot of feelings on the subject. Some of them I hate. Mm. I love this episode, and I hate it all at the same time, because I was that person. And uh, I have a lot to say, so you better just deal with it right now, because... I have of anybody in this room, and I by room I mean tell Robbie. I mean tell Robbie, tell everybody where we are, what room we're in right now, because it probably sounds different. We
2: are in a uh, a magnificent, uh, great room of our great friends Jody and Gary Levinson in Palm Springs, and uh, it's a it's probably what twenty-five foot ceilings higher.
1: You can speak, Gary.
2: Twenty-one. Sixteen. Six- I can't. Okay, 16 foot ceilings, but they—it's a massive room, and uh, so we killed the reverb on the mixer, and we're, we don't need it. Just natural ambience. Nice.
1: So, so we're here uh, for a little weekend getaway um, at Gary and Jody's house, and we did it. We we picked this episode, this topic specifically because Gary and Jody have a great story, and they have—they were single parents. They dated as single parents. They dated single parents, and they have—they got married and blended their families.
2: And that's what today's show is about.
1: Yes. It's so why don't you guys to say hi,
3: introducing hi. Gary and Jody. Hi, i Jody Levinson. I'm happy to be here.
2: I'm
4: Gary Levinson. I'm thrilled to be here.
2: Welcome, you too. It's great. So, uh, you know, you and I uh, do not have experience in this so much, so we are going to seek the no, that is not advice and help of others. That's just what I said. You and I have a lot of experience in this. So uh, Well,
1: I have experience in that my parents were divorced. Okay. So my parents were single parents. They dated as single parents, and so I had to go through that with them. And then my father remarried, and now we've you know I'm, we have a little blended family. A little blended but I have part. a stepsister and a stepmother. And I also dated a ton of single dads. Hmm. Where's the sound effect, please? The screaming one?: uh, You mean like:
2: <laughs> No, <don't>
1: worse.: <laughs> Yes. That was me <laughs> dating single dads. Omg, okay, that my friends is the good, the bad, and the ugly right there, and oh. that's and that too. I was very gassy during those years.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. Well, I have had I've dated single moms, uh, but it never went far enough to get serious to the point where... Uh, did
1: you meet their yeah. kids? Yes,
2: did meet kids. Uh, How
1: long after you oh, met did you meet the kids? You
2: know, I I, I, I think a few dates, and uh, they were some were very young, too. So,
1: so they didn't uh, know who it, you were? didn't know, no. That's kind of too soon, though. It is too soon. Did you tell yeah. the girl you were dating it's a little too soon, and I'm a, and you're, you were uncomfortable?
2: No, not when the kid answers the door. And, oh, uh, no. So it's okay, though.
1: I think there's a whole protocol and right. procedure okay. and an operating system to They're dating single to parents.
3: Right, you They're guys? supposed to be. Well, there, there should be. be a protocol. There should be.
4: there should be. There should be. I mean, we, I didn't meet Jody's kids um, for about a month. And we had a pretty good idea we had something going, right? Right. But that isn't, that's probably still too early. Yeah. I think you need to have something at least just short of commitment before you do that. it's really disruptive.
1: I think there is a um, sweet spot between it being too soon and then too long where then it becomes a little uh, hurtful maybe. Where it's like, well, hey, why we've been dating for X amount of months. Why haven't you introduced me to your kids? Um, that was... That's also not good. Is that a question you asked? Uh, I never asked it because I didn't want to put the guy on the spot, but it did raise a ton of red flags for me.
2: I think it's actually an admirable thing in that they are protecting the child from getting too close to somebody who may or may not be there that long in a relationship because they've had experience with other relationships where they didn't last. And so it's not fair to the child to... Have them introduce and become, you know, invested, so to speak, in in a potential partner that may not be there. So uh, I give him credit at that point to not to keep you a little separated at that.
1: Oh, no. Again, I, I from personal experience, but I will say this about my parents. They did not turn their dating lives into a revolving door of men and or women. I never saw that. And that, I think, was admirable. Uh, I, but then again, they didn't they went the other way. They didn't model healthy um, dating and uh, relationship behaviors enough. So I wish they had dated more. And I wish they had been more comfortable about it and more open about it and and because they kind of hid it from me in a way. I think they were, for many reasons, weren't okay. very comfortable moving on, which is a whole other bag of you know problems and issues because you don't get to see healthy love being modeled.
2: That has become an issue. So,
1: so I think, like I said, there's sort of this magic place uh, where you need to show your kids healthy because I think a healthy dad or a healthy man makes for a healthy dad. And, you know, f- for women as well. But I will say that dating single parents is tough as hell. Very tough. Especially, especially for me since I wasn't married and wanted to get married. And it was a double whammy difficult time.
2: Well, you know, we have uh, some wonderful friends in our circle that uh, are blended and have those type of relationships and their struggles we, we know about challenges that they have uh, in terms of uh, kids and partners getting along and it's sometimes not an easy thing and uh, you know if we can help navigate that for a little bit today that would be really beneficial so we're hoping to Yes, yeah,
1: so uh, to that end we've got a fantastic therapist family and marriage th- therapist coming on and we're going to introduce her after the break and then we also have Joni and Gary here who have a great story and you guys will tell your story after the break after the one of the breaks.
2: Do you have any uh, personal stories to share about a past uh,
1: Oh my God every guy I dated from 40 years old up were either five seconds divorced or radioactively separated. (laughs) And I mean radioactive. (laughs) And it was tough. It was a a tough time because everybody in my dating pool, they were just, you know, just divorced and didn't want to get married. And that was the time when I really wanted to get married. So it was uh, particularly brutal for me. What was I going to do? You know, you're a unicorn, Robbie Sharf. You, you know, guys, guys usually, you know, they're not single in, into their 50s. It's very rare to find a guy, an unmarried guy, uh, without baggage and an ex and kids. At how old were you? 56. Yes. When I met you.
2: 55. Right. Yes. I'm a rare. Bit, so. But I think though that not not
1: that having an ex. Oh, sorry. Okay. Not that I, having I would just want to say for the record, not that having an ex or kids or you know is baggage. It's not, I don't want to say no, that. No, but
2: I think that we also are aware that uh, today there are more single guys that haven't been married. We are aware of quite a few of them actually in our social circle that uh, have not uh, gone over the precipice of marriage. And uh, fallen on the other
1: side. Falling into the crevice? <laughs> uh, uh, you fell into Trevor's crevice. I, yes, I
2: did. Oh, boy. And that's, uh, you know. Big vagina? All right. so uh,
1: <laughs> No, not big vagina. No, All not right. that either. All right.
2: Well, very good. Uh, so, um, but, you know, we are aware of men that are, are still single. And you always love asking the question, what is the matter with them? Why are they still single? So you know you 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 still ask me that question. I do. I do still, still
1: think there's something wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> I know. Look, you uh, people go at their own pace. So and they and people marry and they remarry and if they don't they don't. So but there is definite um, challenges involved with with either dating or or being a single parent and dating, and that's what we're going to address today. We've got like advice and wisdom all over the place in this room yes we do and everybody i hope you have a pen and and a and some paper to take notes because this is going to be you're going to get schooled okay. we're about to drop some serious wisdom on you
2: Somebody's somebody, somebody racing did, away I somebody I didn't, is driving away just went, yes
1: okay where are we on the break <laughs> we have couple, can i keep talking we have, talking? Couple, we have okay great of course you can Okay, because you know how much I love to talk about this subject. Because the show's all—you know—they become about me, of course. Oh, it's well, what, shocking! Baby? It <laughs> always kind of circles back what? to me. No. Yes, it, it, it kind of does. On. Even if
2: when it doesn't, it does. So we just have to let
1: it go. <laughs> anyway, I think that there is there's a way to do it all right and healthy and correctly, properly, without hurting anyone's feelings or traumatizing people too too much. And I, I think that, and hopefully, we're gonna find out how to do that
2: and I think people learn by probably doing it the wrong way first you, you learn what didn't work and then you realize what probably needs to happen in order for it to work better to introduce uh, your kids to your partner and vice versa and there's, there's the timing is very sensitive and has to be right and
4: uh, oh, I don't know I mean tell us we, we, we treat you know most people treat the subject like you have to protect your kids but if you can interact with your kids about what's a normal, natural, authentic part of your life, they're not going to think two seconds about seeing some woman come into your house and, uh, and disappear because they'll know it's a natural part of life. Dad goes out and right. well, he likes him, he doesn't like
1: If you're uncomfortable, they pick up on that. If you're guilt-ridden or uncomfortable or somehow sh- ashamed or I don't know, they'll they'll pick up on that. Um, I will tell you what is the worst part of it is when they have to hide you, when you're being hidden. That is about the worst for, for me. And I remember having a boyfriend who made me, I had to leave before the kids got up was
4: bad that's bad oh, that was very
1: awful. hurtful and horrible and i understood but it, it doesn't it's still and i don't know if that was if that was me then that was 10 plus years ago i don't know if i i wouldn't do that again i wouldn't be that person again
4: mm.
1: but that's what you deal with when you're dating single dads i could just you know single woman here
2: well i right. think uh, we're gonna uh we are gonna go to break our first break and uh we are going to bring on our guest coming out of this, but uh, there's a lot to talk about. So we will be right back.
0: Now back to done being single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp.
1: Okay, so we're going to bring on uh, the expert for the hour who has all kinds of um, experience being a single parent, dating a single parent, and blending a family. Monica Hurt is a licensed marriage and family therapist based in Louisville, Kentucky, who specializes in sex therapy and focuses on coaching, self-care, and mindfulness to individuals, couples, and groups. She has been in private practice for nearly 10 years and is currently working on her book, Intuitive Self-Care, Creating an Owner's Manual for Self. Beyond her passion for helping her patients create extraordinary lives through self-care, Monica is blissfully remarried, and together with her husband, Thomas, they are raising a blended family of five children, a dog, and a turtle. Wow. That's, that's a, an accomplishment. Monica, her, welcome to Done Being Single. Welcome, Monica. Hey.
5: So glad to be here. You guys were having a great conversation. I was listening. I was very intrigued. I think you, there's a little trauma there, Trevor, with your dating experience. Just a little. <laughs> just, just a tad, right? Just a little. Yes.
1: Please share. Yes, there is. Yes.
5: Yeah, um, it's tough out there. That's a that's a very tough place to be when you have kids and you're out there. Um, not easy at all, but. We are very lucky, because I married a unicorn myself, and I hear that you identify Robbie as being a unicorn, so I congratulate you for that.
1: Yeah, but, you know, not that—I was prepared to be a stepmom. Not that it would have been a horrible thing had I married someone with kids. Um, I was fully prepared. It just didn't happen that way. But, but I give hats off to you guys, Gary, Jody, and Monica, that are able to make it work, and I know it has its challenges. And so I, I, reading your bio, um, Monica, I know that you've, um, you were, you had some issues with, you were married. Well, tell us your story about your first marriage and how it all evolved from there.
5: Uh, well, the first marriage, that's that's kind of a tricky one. Um, my ex-husband was actually mentally ill, and um, there was a, some abuse, and I tried really, really hard. Um, as a therapist, you can imagine, uh, it is not in my um, job description to give up on anybody or any relationship. Uh, But at some point, you had to make that decision that you need to save yourself and your children. So that was kind of what happened there. And so um, once I got divorced and put myself out there, I dated a bit and met my husband, um, kind of at the point when I was done, right? I was like, this is horrible. I am not doing this. And then I had a, uh, a date set up with this fellow and I thought, oh man, okay, I'll go on this date. And I did and I showed up and I was an absolute hot mess, right? Because I'd gone to, I'd had a massage and I, I show up and he smiled and I thought, oh Lord help us. <laughs> he has sent me a unicorn, right? Um, So he smiled, I was done, and that was it. And uh, so we dated for uh, a couple of years, got married, and have blended our families. And, it's, you know, it's been wonderful. It's not been the easiest thing in the world, um, especially because his kids were um, older than mine, and they had um, teenagers at the time. And I think teenagers, you know, they don't always like everybody in their life. And uh, so that was an interesting Transition, but we are making it through. We're still working on it.
2: What, uh, very interesting. Are, was there a timetable to uh, when you were uh, introduced to them after you started dating?
5: Um, you know, I am a, I'm a little different. How you guys feel about these things? Uh, when you meet people, I am more of a believer that if you meet somebody, would you would you introduce them to your child um, just as a friend? Um, because I think that I know if I'm interested in somebody. Um, Now, I'm not talking, you know, first, just out of the gate. I'm talking, you know, um, for weeks, within three months, I think you know, you know, if somebody is a stable person and if they're going to bring something valuable to the table. And, of course, you know, you don't want to um, introduce them to your children And, you know, be all over each other, holding hands, kissing, stuff like that. Um, My husband now, when we were dating, we were at the YMCA working out. The kids were at the play center. And I just kind of brought him over to go pick the kids up. And I was like, hey, guys, this is my friend Thomas. And they all said hello. And that was kind of it. And we just moved on. So it was a simple kind of transition. um, And then we kind of moved it around and prolong the time that we would spend together but it was just you know this is my friend and um it was i don't know it just was i think with when you're with the right person it works really well but i agree with Trevor when, you know waiting too long that's no good either because that kind of sends a signal of yeah i don't trust this person or i'm not really right, sure right. about this person
1: it's so. not a it's a it's definitely a no vote of confidence if you don't meet the kids within a certain amount of time, especially if they're older, and I mean, maybe I'm wrong, guys. Uh, if your if your kids are in their teens, is how how soon? I mean, at what point should you introduce your date or your girlfriend boyfriend to them? If they're old enough to be dating themselves, what what do you think is a good age? A good age a good, yeah, like a, for the children? Yeah, Not a good age, but um, house, if you have house teenage, teenage kids and you're dating and you want to, do you feel comfortable at that? If they're 15, 16 years old, how long do you wait to introduce them to the person you're dating?
3: Well, I can speak for myself. I think it depends on how uh, stable the kids are. Like what's going on with the ex? You know, like what is that situation like? And you want to protect you want to? It's a sticky wicket. It really is because, uh, in my, it, you know, in our uh, situation, uh, our daughter, or my daughter, was thirteen.
4: Well, I met her when she was eleven.
3: Right, but it became we became blended when she was thirteen. And at your thirteen-year-old girl, your your father uh, and brother have just moved out of town. So you feel abandoned, you don't you she, she said to me, "I really wanted to like Gary because I was happy for you that you were mar- you were in love with Gary and there I have nothing I have nothing against Gary he's a great guy, but I just couldn't it ju- I just felt lost mm-hmm. so I th- so I go back to I think it depends on what the situation is uh, you know with the ex, what's going on in that mm-hmm. family situation
2: How important uh, and this is a, to the to you too and to Monica how important are first impressions to the kids
1: Monica you want to answer that
5: I, you nope. know I think that, um, that that's a struggle because you don't know how people are going to respond to you and I think that you kind of keep need, you need to keep going back and um, trying again if it doesn't go well my um, because I have older stepchildren you know we really did that as well I think we went on a hike and, um, and my stepdaughter in particular, and she might get a little upset with me, but it's been a little tougher for her. Um, and so I've really had to uh, caress that a lot. And so I think that just going back to it and trying over and over and seeing each other in different situations, I think that's really important. Uh, younger kids are so much easier because they just really don't care about what's going on. (laughs) As long as somebody's nice and they like them, um, they're a lot more amenable, I think, than older kids. Even adult kids have a problem at first, because, you know, they're just not really sure about things.
2: Do we give kids enough credit? Because I I think that kids are smart. I mean, you can't hide things. They they pick up very easily on things, and uh, so... uh, do we give them an, enough credit or are we uh, always uh, trying to seek their uh, approvals in situations and, you know, how do you correct something that may have been a little sour the first
4: meeting?
5: You know, well, I think I, that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead,
4: Gary. Well, I was, I was just going to say that I think the toughest thing that you have to figure out how to handle is the relationship triangle. So, you know, yes. it, relationships don't don't seem to work if you have a kid, the mother, and the father, and they're all, you know, at cross purposes. The kid's talking to the mother, and then the father's talking to the mother, and then the mother feels pressured, and that's something that really takes a lot of skill. To un- First, you have to understand what's going on, what it means, and how to avoid it, because it can be... Really disastrous. And it was really hard for us.
3: It was hard. It was really challenging. Yeah. It really, um, I mean, for the most part it was okay, but there were times when it was so challenging that we went through uh, counseling and...
4: Well, counseling finally worked.
3: Counseling did finally work. But I just want to say that um, marriage is hard to begin with. And it's the most wonderful thing also. Um, But I do have to say that, and actually Gary taught me how to do this, is that when it gets really, really, really rough sometimes and you think, I don't know if I can, I don't know here. This is really complicated. That sometimes, and we said this to each other as well, that it's our commitment that holds us in place, that holds us there. Sometimes that that's all there is. Is the commitment? That's very rare that that happens to us because, you know, we are very loving to each other and to our children. But <laughs> when it got really tough, that was the thing. And and I'm gra- so grateful to Gary because he taught me how to do that because I'm a cut and run kind of girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, this mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. It's important and, that, the, that
2: the children realize that that commitment is the most important thing even more important than what they may be feeling or, I mean, you take into consideration. That's another anyways. sensitive thing. I mean, but they need to know that you guys are tight as a That's unit. True. That's true.
3: They need to have faith in that. So, so they have a rock to stand on because they're looking at you. Like what's going to go, what's going to happen here. guys? And they're looking
2: for fractures too. Yeah. And possibly oh, yeah. could, you know, divide where they feel that might benefit them. But I,
1: mm-hmm. I, so I, a question for Monica, um, how do you advise, do you see mostly single parents or people that are already blended and stru- and challenged with that, with making the families work? And wh- what do you find is more challenging for you in your practice, couples or single people?
5: Um, couples are always going to be tough. Um, because you're balancing two very different people and uh, you have to really kind of work to make that cohesive. Um, As far as in my practice, I see a lot of, actually I see a lot of both. It's just really hard um, sometimes when people wait to come into therapy and these problems have been building for so long. I think that the better um, avenue uh, to address this is to really work with a therapist from the get-go on how to blend the family. and Because, you know, you've got a lot of things going on there. You don't have time to grow as a couple. You know, you're not growing these children from, um, you know, babies and then figuring it out. You, you're just putting two families together and saying, let's do this. Um, so yes. if people can come to me ahead of time, we can kind of really cut off some of those obstacles. That, that is brilliant. see. And so I always encourage my people, and I will tell my single people, you know, if you decide to get married, make sure you come in. Let's talk about keeping this couple together, and let's talk about blending the family, and really so that you can be more successful in doing so.
1: I will, do we have time? No, okay, we we're, we're going to, to break. Questions. Oh, okay. I have a question okay so we'll we'll just save the question okay okay okay
2: we are going to our second break and we'll be back with uh gary and jody and monica hurt
0: and now back to dun single with dating badasses trevor and robbie sharp
1: so Monica, I'm going to say something that I'm sure you've heard a million times before as, as you've, I'm, you, I'm sure you've got single women, women that you cancel. Um, d- the hardest part of dating um, a single dad for me, and this goes for anybody dating a single parent, is that you never come first. Okay. You know, that's tough. And, right, but, but with that said, nor should you nor should you come first. And this is where I get it because I was a child of divorce and I came first. My parents put me always, I, at least, you know, they weren't the most perfect parents. But in that regard, I never felt like I was, um, you know, made second uh, fiddle or um, I was always, uh, they made me important. And if a dad or a mom doesn't make their kids first priority then there's really something wrong with them but it hurts it does hurt not to come first
5: yeah and i always encourage my people to make sure that because i think it's important to remember that you know these relationships that you have are very sacred with your kids and you need to have those really strengthened bonds and time where you're just playing and loving and and you know connecting with your kids as a single person And then you need to also have that time with your partner that you have, right? Because, you you know, you're going to have family time, but you really need that couple time. And I talk to my people, I'm all about self-care, as you know, and I talk about, you know, what are you doing to make sure that you're taking good care of your couple? But also, what are you doing to make sure that you're taking really good care of all the other people in your life? And so it does become um, a balance. Uh, of finding the time, but it's really worth it if you can make sure that everybody is getting the time and effort that they need from you, and then of course giving yourself a little downtime as well.
1: I would think that's um, challenging, especially when you've got a, a lot of kids, and which between the two of you guys, Gary and Jody, four. all right. So why don't you tell tell us your story? How'd you guys meet?
4: We met we uh, met online. We were early adopters, Mm -hmm. and that was back in 1999. That's very early. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And um, Jodi's my third marriage, I'm her fourth marriage, and so-
3: Yeah. Let's hear it.
1: Jesus. I still don't get it. I just, you're my heroes, you guys. I can't. I mean, to do it once is monumental to do it four times yes.
3: keep going till you get it right damn
4: <laughs> well you know it was like uh, we were older and we've been together now almost 20 years and uh, it's great we have a great it's a great marriage but it's for the kids you know especially for Jody I mean it was really really challenging my put I have two boys and uh, they weren't really a problem, and they weren't even in the house, were they? Really. My- they were in college, right, Joe? Yeah. They they didn't live with us. Yeah, and uh, Taylor, our daughter, that's Jody's daughter, um, was very close to her father, and therefore she was not close to me, and I was like the bane of her existence. For how long? Years.
1: She resented. She resented you.
4: Yeah. It was hard. It was really hard. And finally, uh, when she graduated high school, which seems like it's almost too late, we decided, you know, we were going to have to go into family therapy. And within about six weeks, everything was cool. And Taylor and I are, like, really tight. But she was a lot more, you know, mature by the time we went in to do it. I don't think it would have. We tried it earlier before. It didn't work, did it?
3: I don't think we gave it a really good shot. I think when she was older, we really committed to it. And that's what made the difference. Well,
4: I think, you know, also when we were younger, we had these triangles.
3: Oh, that's deadly. The triangle is deadly. Yeah, Jody was
4: protecting Taylor. Taylor was protecting her mom. I felt no one was protecting me. Jody said, oh, I'm protecting you. Everybody
3: feels in the middle.
4: And in it. And
1: inadequately taken care of. What's the best piece of advice you would give? uh, Sorry? No. Uh, Okay, so you guys are 20 years into this thing. How would you advise couples just starting out? What's the best piece of What's the best thing you could do? What is the worst thing you can do? And then, and then, Monica, same question for you too.
4: I mean, I don't know how you do this, but you know, having authentic, aware parents is ideally where it should start. You can't expect that from kids. And um, having a somewhat existential approach to it, so that you know you're not arguing about your feelings, because you can't argue with someone about that. Their, their, people have whatever feelings people have; they have. So don't argue with them about it, because you're never going to win that one. And um, that's kind of my my view of it, Jody.
3: I would say that uh, looking back on it, um, one I wish we could have gone to therapy. Right away, because I, I always, you know, we thought, oh, we just, we love each other and everything's going to be great and love conquers all. And, you know, that's just not, and we that's ended a nice up, thought. but
4: it's, And we ended up with a very close, blended family. We're all close.
3: Yes, we have a fabulous family right great. now. It's great. All the kids love each other. And, and they're
4: friends independent of us. so
3: But I would say one of the things that you need to talk about before you get married or cohabit is um, you? I wish that we would have been really a lot clearer on what our parenting style was. Like, how, like what do you expect? Who's going to be the boss here? Who's going to wear the pants with my kids? Who's going to wear the pants with your kids? You know, there's power plays going on and it gets really complicated. So, again, I wish that we had been to therapy sooner and... I would advise people to really s- stop and think like okay, how are we going to deal with this when your kid does something rotten or mm-hmm. your kid misbehaves, who's going to who's going to be the disciplinarian? You know, level? plus there's
4: a lot there's a lot that's been written, really good stuff. And if you've got a partner who's not ready or willing to put some work into it because you're going to have to put work into it. Sure. Then you've got problems in the primary relationship, and uh, that's, that's a real. That's problem. good, Monica. Uh, let's get some. Let's
5: yeah, get input Monica. Monica,
4: answer that question.
5: So I think Jody was absolutely spot on. I think that um, any any of my patients, I will always suggest that they come into therapy, and kind of, you know, I have an idea of what kind of plan, you know, just a plan of action, how you're going to handle these things. And being able to communicate is, um, you know, feelings, uh, because Gary was right. You know, feelings aren't facts, what I always say. But being able to put those on the table and understand where your partner is coming from is important as well, right? Because if there is jealousy, I think Gary had mentioned that uh, Jody had, uh, at some point, was protecting her daughter. And, uh, you know, that does happen. It's one of those things. It's it's just... um, Something that you're going to encounter, but if you can have an idea of what you're going to do and be able to talk about it as parents first, and make sure you don't argue in front of those kids, um, but if you can have a plan of action and really understand how you want to raise your kids and how you want to be as a family, I think that you're going to do so much better. Um, and, and then again, you know, talking about parenting styles is really important. My husband and I have very different parenting styles, and we have to figure out how to make that work together. Um, I'm like the helicopter mom, and I try not to be because I know that's not good. Um, but, and he's very liberal and lets them go and do, and I'm like, ah! Um, so, you know, we've, we have figured out how to make it work together. And, uh, you know, he reins me in, I rein him in, and it's just about being able to communicate. And I think as long as you can do that, you're going to be successful. And then also just allowing things to kind of create uh, the different traditions and rituals and things like that for your family. You will blend. You just got to keep trying. You got to keep doing different things. And eventually people are going to come around because they see that if you have a happy mom and dad, they're going to see that. They're going to appreciate that. And at some point, they're going to recognize that that's what's really
0: important.
1: I wish my parents... I wish my parents... <laughs> wish my parents like I, uh, ...were, what you said, Gary, more conscious or, or aware or with their own health, their own emotional health, that, because p- kids pick up on that. Right. And if they're not comfortable in their skin and if they're conflicted, it doesn't, it just makes the whole process so much harder for the kid. It does.
4: And I, you know, I have another question though to our professional. And that is when we talk about authentic parents and conscious parents and parents that work on these things and work out plans and talk together, what are we talking about? 5% of the people in this country? 20%, 40%, 80%? What
5: percentage? That's a really good question. Um, I really, I I would have to say, I don't know. I think many people think they are um, authentic or that, you know, they're really good parents. But that's kind of a subjective uh, question there, wouldn't you say?
4: Yeah. I mean, like, how many deplorable parents do we have?
5: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. In this room? Uh, That depends on who you ask, right? Yeah yeah but i think that most people do try their best right and um, not every way is going to seem right to you or to me but as long as they're happy and the family is doing well you know i think that there's different ways to um, make it happen
1: yeah good advice where were you when my parents got divorced 55 years ago. <laughs> uh, I, was I don't think you were born. <laughs> I was not
5: around. Not yet. But, you know, hopefully we can make a difference for the people now. And, you know, Trevor, what you are doing and all of the stuff that you've gone through is really going to help a lot of people out there because people, you know, this is not something that we talk about a whole lot. Um, and so I just really am thrilled that this uh, show exists And you're bringing up a lot of really important points for people. And so I'm hoping that the conversation continues.
2: We hope so. We have some great questions coming up in the next break, and we are going to go to a break right now. So uh, everybody stay with us, and we'll be right back.
0: And now back to done being single with married couple and dating ass kickers, Treva and Robbie Sharp
2: okay we are back uh and uh, i have a question for monica uh monica let's say that um uh, i was dating somebody and uh we're we're a partner and we've been going out a long time but uh she got off on the wrong foot with my kids and it's been really tough to correct that what do you advise uh someone in that situation how can what's the best way to get over it and uh, you know, not try to be a stepmom, but just try to be a, a friend, or how do you, how do you correct a, a, a bad start in, in that type of situation?
5: That is a great question. And um, I kind of feel like I had this experience just a little bit. You just have to keep trying. Um, at some point, you are going to find some common ground with the child. Um, And I would tell any of my patients this, right, that just kind of reevaluate what it is that you do have in common some similar interests and go back at it again. You can't give up, especially if you really enjoy this person. Um, And that's why I don't like waiting an extended period of time because if something happens and your kids and your partner are not going to get along, then you have to reevaluate, you know, is this person going to work out for me? So if you wait too long, um, then, you know, you're you're asking for trouble as well, but definitely keep trying, and eventually you will find some things that, that help you blend. And if not, you know, you can always see a therapist. You can have the parent of that child have a conversation with the child and ask them exactly, depending, depending on their age, you know, What is happening for you? Is there a problem? Um, Because, you know, it could be something that is um, just, I don't know, within the kid. They just don't like the whole situation. They don't like how the divorce happened. Maybe they don't like the person. Maybe there's a reason. But I think it's important to find out.
1: Okay. Question about um, helping single moms and dads make good choices. Uh, that I've, I've seen a lot of my single mom friends um, make some not so great choices, uh, maybe out of desperation or loneliness or I don't know. How do you, how do you help single moms?
5: Um, that's a great question. Really, I would start with identifying what is going on, right? Like, especially if they're doing something over and over. Um, so why are you doing this? Are you noticing that this is a trend? And then really asking them who they want to be as a person. You know, are they desperate and why? And how is the situation going to make it better? So really kind of understanding who they're looking for, not just any person, um, and who, a person that's going to fit their needs and really match them. I always start off there with my single people, right? I I always say that people go to a car lot and, you know, they have a list of all the things that they want for their car. Well, when you're out meeting people, do you have a list of what you want out of a partner? And most of the times people will say, well, no, why would you do that? And I'm thinking, seriously? You know, you need to know who you're looking for or you'll just, I don't know take anybody home and and make those bad decisions. But if you do know what you're looking for, then I think you can make a better decision. And even um, if you have a tendency for the bad boys, you know, if I knew I was out looking for bad boys, I would be very cognizant of that. And so, you know, you have to change behavior at that point.
1: I think for a lot of single people, any boy is a good boy, even if they're bad boys. And that's unfortunate <laughs> because I think that uh, people are this, this, this urgency to want to either remarry or, you know, it's, it's Be hard out. being alone. It's hard being single. I, I mean, God, listen, single guys, single dads too. Not easy. I find a lot of single dads. They're either marriage uh, allergic to remarriage. Okay. Or they go the other way and they can't, get with somebody fast enough because they can't be alone with themselves. It's, you know, at uh, that
5: point, they really need to understand what is going on with themselves. They need to do some work on their individual. You know, that that is... Um, that's somebody that's not confident in who they are. And you need to be confident in going out and finding a partner. You know, it's not just, um, you know, you buy a couch, if it doesn't work out, we'll buy a new one. Right, this is a... a Well, it can be, should be, I would assume, you know, something that when you are bringing your families together especially, this should be something that you give an exorbitant amount of thought to. Is this person going to work for me? And if you can't do that and really do that work on self to know what you need out of a partner and some of those old things that are kind of in your closet, right, from your family of origin, um, you know, and how it affects you, then you're not going to choose well, so you need to do that work as an individual first.
2: Gary and Jody, do you have uh, something to add to that?
4: Yeah. um, (laughs) Gary's very comfortable (laughs) in his own house, (laughs) as you should be. Uh, I was, uh, my, my second marriage, my kids and the daughter of my wife we're all basically contemporaries. It didn't work. And um, there were a lot of things that didn't work, but mostly it didn't work because I wasn't adequately conscious. And I find that um, there's a lot more women who have consciousness than men. For some reason, men have some kind of problem with exploring who they are and what they need to do. Women don't seem to have that problem, so I just think it's it's tougher for men. I raised my two sons alone from the time they were like eight years old, and it was challenging, and, and in the retrospect, there's a lot more I wish I had done as a parent, because I just didn't know. Now, I look at my son, who uh, just had a daughter. He and his wife just had a baby, our first grandchild. And they are so educated. And the the philosophy of education of parents with hospitals now is so different than it was, when we were coming through. They knew everything. They knew about mindful mindful uh, mm. uh, birth control, mm. you know, birth mindfulness, and mindfulness, and how to project mindfulness for your child, or your baby, and all of these other, you know, esoteric questions that most men, mm-hmm. women would have looked at it, but most men just wouldn't. And I think that's something we have to overcome, because I think men have yeah. a bigger role to play than they're playing. Uh,
1: I applaud men today. If uh, yes, Gary, um, this generation of men, and but it's never too late. You can. There's so many tools and skills and tricks and things that you can learn and and incorporate into your dating lives and families. I mean, it, there's no reason why. Anybody, single, married, blended, whatever, can't succeed, and you guys are living proof. And thank you so much for your thanks for having for us. sharing your experience. Yes. And and, and um, hey, Monica, where can we find you?
5: You can find me at uh, on Facebook at Self Care Coach. One more and, time. Uh, at, I, you can find me on Facebook at Self Care Coach. Self,
1: Self Care, Care Coach. Coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good to know that. So what's the moral of the story here?
4: Consciousness.
1: Yes. Awareness, consciousness, uh, being uh, open to... um,
2: Loving, sensitivity.
1: Conviction, right? And having tools. And having tools and And resources. And they're all available to you guys. So like I said, there's no reason why you can't make it work. Also standing up for what you need, getting your needs met... Uh, Being honest, uh, that's very important. Um, It's like I said, I've been there. It was a tough. It's a fine line you you walk when you're dating single people with kids. Amen. But it can be a beautiful thing. And thank
2: you, everybody, for a a great show. And
1: thanks, everybody. And you know, lovey, had you had kids, I I'd love them as my own. And
2: and if you did, too. Oh, we have to and but, you know it. It just, <laughs> so, but
1: you know what? We, but, you know, we do have blended families. They're called in-laws. They're called extended families.
2: You know, the show is going really good. Did you have to bring that up?
1: <laughs> uh, so so, thank you for accepting my family. I, I do. Because your family comes with God, it, just, right? You're
2: so presumptuous. <laughs> uh, you're right. It you does. actually, we, I do
1: have a teenage daughter. She's my mother. <laughs>
3: very
1: good.
2: Yes, that's very funny.
1: Fun. So thank All you. All right,
2: everybody. uh Thanks for a great show. And uh, we're going to be back uh, next week for our
1: last show of the year. Right Um, on. Okay. We are done being single. So are you guys. Yes.
0: Bye. -bye.
1: All right. Thanks, Monica.
0: Bye. 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 See you next week on done being single.